a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I'm your Hanna-Barbera talking animal Cassidy. I'm Lana. And my pronouns are she and they. Sorry. That's Forgot right. about that part. <laughs> Couldn't remember if we did that on this show. It's been so long. It has been. Uh, they, them. And I'm uh, here, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I don't remember if you're supposed to introduce introducing or not. I mean, we normally do, but you're already introduced now. Well, so just go ahead and finish it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry I broke your... It's fine. I mean, normally I would just say, and we are here with a special guest, please introduce yourself as you would like to be reintroduced. Mm-hmm. It's me, Charlie. I'm back for a third time. You yeah. can't keep me away. My pronouns are C, sir, and he, him. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since we recorded a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's been so long. Uh, for the listeners at home, it was literally yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, here I am. It's been like a month for me. Mm-hmm. It's been even longer since I was last on this podcast. Yeah. Gosh, when was that? Uh, it was the Alien Invaders. That was last year. I remember. It was more than a calendar year ago. Yes, because I was visiting Cassidy. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we recorded it after I came back. We did. But we watched it together. We did. Gosh. Yeah, time's weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's awful? I was just looking at the the second last time, the first time you were on, and it was a July episode. And I'm thinking, Oh. oh, hey, that was like, what, two years ago? And I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh, no, it's September now. It's not July anymore. When did that happen? (laughs) That's true. I did come on your podcast first about two years ago. I remember because it was 2018. We're like the first guest we had. Yes. I came on your podcast for nefarious reasons. And those reasons were because I had a crush on Cassidy. <laughs> first guest, fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Literally the first episode that we were going to allow to have a guest on. Yep. Ha ha. And now I'm back again. <laughs> you sure are back. And what a movie to be back for. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. This I movie. picked this one out special, just for you. I'm Aww. very excited for that reason. Uh, so, uh, let's let's get into the podcast part where we uh, go to our Twitter account and answer questions. Because, like, while I would love to just sit here and talk about the history of kids and their dog, <laughs> uh, and also the history of my relationship with Charlie... <laughs> We did spend a lot of time talking about that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we? <clears throat> we didn't talk about history, we talked about our future. Aw. Aw. 
That we did uh, spend half the podcast talking about it. Yeah. Man, that's going to be a real treat for anyone who's listened to that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so questions. You can send those to us at kids and their dog on at twitter.com. At kids and their dog at Twitter. on twitter.com. <laughs> I think that's whatever that works. Yeah. Uh, we got our first batch of questions here. A double tweet thread from Tanner at Sparky Upstart on Twitter. First question: What's Fred's favorite oceans movie? I've never seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them. I've only seen the one with all the women. Nice. That's Oceans Eleven. I assume it's pretty good. It, it was very good. I think I saw oh, it was in Ocean's theaters. 8. That is Ocean's 8. Oh, Ocean... I don't... Is that the recent well, one? That yeah. is the most oh, recent one, yeah. Okay, so that's Ocean's 8. Okay. I mixed up the uh, numbers. Ocean's here. 11 is the first one. And then it was like 12 and 13. I can still hear you. Okay. I'm back. Okay. I'll come back. I mean, Am Fred I probably would like a Ocean's 8... Because I've never seen any of them, and I think Fred's probably like a sequel guy. I think he would like Ocean's Twelve. I don't know. I think Fred probably likes like the second in most movie trilogies. He seems like that kind of person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about any of the other Ocean movies, so I'll I'll go with your answer. Well, George Clooney's in them, and that's everything I know. Yeah, Brad Pitt maybe also in them. Maybe. I think each one of them has more people in it. Yes, Brad Pitt know. is in them, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Alright, second question from Tanner. What would Windsor pick as their name after coming out? That's up to Windsor, and I don't know. Who's Windsor? Windsor is a character from the last movie who gave me serious, like, positive oh. transvert person energy. And I brought it up on the episode. Gotcha. I did listen to that episode, but I forgot about that. Names are weird. Probably a name that starts with an N. That's the kind of vibe I get. Yeah. I could see it. Alright, uh, next question. What is your favorite real-life rock and roll mystery? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can... Uh, Literally, the only things that are popping up are this movie. That's the only um, thing. The closest thing I have to a rock and roll mystery is... The, okay, so... Disney was making some hotels way, 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 way back in the day. Um, that were all themed around... like Each one was like a different decade. Uh, but only half of them got made or something like that. And half of them were just completely abandoned. And I saw them once and I was like, oh, it's all the way over there. But like, there's nothing stopping anyone from just going through the woods and getting over there, right? Um, so every now and then I'll see like footage of people doing some urban exploration before they got torn down. Um, that's the closest thing I have to a rock and roll mystery. So I looked up rock and roll mysteries and I found this article on uh, consequenceofsound.net called The Five Greatest Myster- five greatest Rock and Roll Mysteries. Uh, apparently, someone wrote a comic called Rockstars, which is about uh, investigators solving rock and roll mysteries. 
Hmm. Um, oh, one other th- quick final, like, the conclusion to my story about the Disney Hotel is that... Dog bark. Um, one of the, uh, one of the sets of buildings was kept and was, like, renovated into one of their newer hotel sets. I think it's, like, the Little Mermaid Room or something like that. One of the building that has Little Mermaid theming. Ah. One of those. I had Zeppelin in the mud shirt. Oh, 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 oh. No, hold on. I got another rock and roll mystery. There was a... Was it... There's a Led Zeppelin... There was a Led Zeppelin theme park once. Nice. Oh! I think. I swear there was... So... Or was it Hard Rock Park? Maybe that was what it was called? Mm-hmm. That might have been what it was called. So what I did is I googled... Uh... Mystery Musicals. And I got the Great... Great Muppet Caper. So I'm going to go with that as my answer. It's a good answer. Yeah, okay. Freestyle Music Park, formerly known as Hard Rock Park, was a short-lived music-themed amusement park built on 55 acres of 140-acre property in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I saw it abandoned. (laughs) Once. I saw a lot of abandoned things once upon a time. But there was a Led Zeppelin the ride there and like other musical things. Alright, that's all I got. Yeah. Um Okay. Do you think Peter Chris knows what Nya means? So, I don't think Peter Chris does. A quick quick aside, Peter Chris was the original Catman in Kiss, who's currently ah. uh, the role which is currently played by Eric Singer. Okay. And I think Eric Singer probably knows what Nya is. But, like, is aware of Nya. But I don't think... Peter Chris is a very old man. He's 74. Yeah. That's not to say that 74-year-olds can't know what Nya means. But the likelihood is low. I'm sorry. I just... So I'm looking at the five greatest talking hole mysteries. And apparently there's a conspiracy that Paul McCarthy... Uh, died and we was replaced with a lookalike named Billy Shears. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> but probably not true. I'll go ahead and say that it's not true. And if it is, I'll, I don't know, drink a lot of water or something. I I gotta <laughs> say is like the number of potential conspiracy theories in regards to. The Beatles must be astronomical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other question is Peter Chris related to Darren Chris. I don't know who Darren Chris is. I'm going to say it's not likely, but it's possible. I'm pretty sure Darren Chris is what plays one of the characters in uh, Glee. Gotta yep, get back to Hogwarts. Uh, Kurt Blaine. Is that okay. the right person? Uh, no. I think I just combined two characters' names. I don't. I haven't watched Glee. Tanner, if you're listening to this, just tell me. Blaine Anderson is the character in Glee. Ah, okay. I think you did combine two different characters. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I primarily know him from uh, Star Kid Productions. 
such as a very Potter musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he is related, there's no like written relation anywhere. Hmm. Shrug. Uh, Tanner has more questions in a second tweet. Did you ever watch Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, which was like a reality show about nope. Gene Simmons? No. no. No, I did not. But I did watch My Dad the Rockstar, which is a cartoon made by Gene Simmons. Oh. Oh. Nice. Uh, I'm going to link y'all to the Wikipedia page. I'm surprised you didn't send us a question about that, Tanner. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I get why oh. it's probably like... You might think oh. it's the, oh, snap. the low-hanging fruit of the two, but... I think I have seen this! Or maybe the art sale is just really familiar. Well, it's French-Canadian. <laughs> okay, that, that decreases my options. Sorry, it's not it. French-Canadian, it's a Canada-France co-production, which is technically different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's about a kid whose dad is basically Gene Simmons. I know why. Oh. I thought, oh, hey, do I recognize this? It, the, that title card, or the official logo, it is very Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Well, it, it did air on Nicktoons Network, which was, and like Nickelodeon, so like it definitely was in that same era. Right. And like, the setup of the main characters is very Danny Phantom in a way. Mm. I need to look up uh, the opening title. I'll play it in the episode right now. <laughs> and I'm also going to look it up. When everyone is completely paranormal and everything is totally deranged and you're the only one who sings Sometimes it gets did This is one of those songs that Marcus definitely sang, right? I have no idea. Uh, for clarification, if I leave this part in, uh, we had a friend, or we have a friend named Marcus, who would often just sing cartoon theme songs under his breath. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I did not see Gene Simmons' family jewels. But follow-up question to if he said yes was, were the lesbians who tried to buy Gene's sper- Gene sperm to have a baby real or staged? I'm going to say that the event that was filmed was staged, but it may be based on like a real event. It's possible. I, de- I definitely could imagine someone doing that. Yeah. Adapted from real life events. Uh, and the last question here is not a question and more of a comment, but apparently their mom went to high school with Jean's wife, Shannon Tweed. Nice. Oh, interesting. I know it went off on a tangent, but I need to mention, for the record, uh, the character design for Gene Simmons. Uh... Not Gene Simmons. That's a fictional character known as uh rock oh also known as rockzilla the dad in the my dad the rock star it's uh-huh. very beetlejuice like the character design 
Yeah. The face well, is very Beetlejuice to me. Anyway. Do you, do you think you could summon this man by saying his name three times? Probably. Probably. It's possible. <laughs> um... Okay, so next question comes in from Crashing Waves at Crashing Waves 14 on Twitter. Uh, could you please apply the prepod Is This a Magical Girl series test to either kiss the band or the movie as a whole? <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, they have transformations in this. Yep, that's what my immediate thought was. Mm-hmm. And they got magic. They do. Mm-hmm. They don't, like... Hmm. It's, like, a hard thing, because, like, I forgot all of the criteria we came up with when we did that big, long episode about Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, they don't have a... They don't have a fairy partner. No. Uh, I don't remember the other stuff we said. It's not necessarily a battle. Well, I mean, I guess it. it's less a battle between light and darkness and more uh, a battle between, like, music and destruction. Yeah. Like, I guess you could view that as, like, a light and darkness thing, but they don't Creation make it Creation and destruction? Yeah. I feel like, like at the start of watching this movie, I was kind of like, yeah, I feel like they could, could be, like, especially at the transformation sequence, but I feel like the further I got into the movie, the less confident I felt about that. Well, they are space aliens. That's true, they are space aliens. <laughs> space aliens from another dimension. And while aliens are a thing in magical goal shows, I don't feel like this quite qualifies. Let me pull up our list to see if there's something else I can compare it to that's not like on the no list. Hold on. I just, um, I just am okay. delighted by the fact that this is a consideration. Like, even if it's yes or no, like the fact that there's an argument there delights me. Hmm. Like, I'm trying to like c get a good comparison here. Uh, maybe. Like, the only difference between this and, say, something like Samurai Flamenco is that Samurai Flamenco doesn't have a transformation sequence. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the reasoning. Yeah. It's, I, it's hard for me to put it into words, like, where I think the line is for why I don't think it quite qualifies. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have to have a much longer discussion about it. It's definitely like a... Like maybe the comparison I'd make here is like Green Lantern. Yeah. I don't know if I would call Green Lantern a magical girl. But this has similar vibes. Yeah. I like with Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, sorry, Lava. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't mean to cut you off if you were about to say something. I did not. Okay. Uh, I think, like, with Yu-Gi-Oh, I think it doesn't... It, call, it, it feels like it's a magical adjacent thing, where I feel like it's close, but it's not quite there. Mm -hmm. I And, like, it's definitely paying homage here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I could see it where if these characters that are in this movie had their own series, there would be potential of it being more considered a magical girl show. But since we don't really, we don't know anything really more, like, I, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> There's just too many things we don't know about them that would push them over to uh, being considered. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, th- the thing about it is, like, so there are definitely some Saturday morning cartoon shows that I would describe as maybe being magical girl shows, but this has the vibe more of a Saturday morning cartoon than it does anything else. Anyways, so that that is, we're going to come down on the denied um, so I'm going to add kiss on a kiss on fictional to the list. Um, now what about kiss the real life band? Well, there's no way to know for sure. Sorry, I didn't realize that that would get you so bad. Oh, I did not expect it at all. <laughs> like the 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 added fictional is what got me. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a fictional version of Kiss. I know, but I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I can't say anything about the real life band Kiss, and if they are or aren't magical girls. So, uh, uh, what is the name of that? Oh, they, they did a good. Cro- oh, they did a crossover with a J-pop band that I'm gonna show you and see if that maybe. Baby Mel. Maybe it was them. I don't think it was Baby Metal. Clover Z. That's who it was. I don't remember why I looked this up the first time, but I definitely have watched it. Um, I'm going to send it to y'all to look at. I love this art style. I'm pretty sure this is animated by Studio Trigger. Or at the very least, people who animate a lot like Studio Trigger. Oh, I think it definitely is uh, Studio Trigger because there's a character that appeared in this. That's from uh, Kill a Kill. I don't think that's the exact character, but I think it's someone who looks a lot like Mako. Might be an homage. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. It's very good. Yes. And from what I read, like, both parties are, like, super into doing the collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. It's just so much fun. Yeah. I'm gonna tweet this video from the Prepod Twitter account. Oh. (laughs) 
I think our listeners are going to be even more confused because we won't be referencing this in our next episode. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crossovers. Yeah. Cross-brand promotions. Kiss. Parentheses. Real. Uh, question mark. I mean, uh, with this video, they feel more like the bad guys in a magical girl show than... Yeah, but, like, does that still put them in the yes zone? Yes. <laughs> I wish we could just show this list to people with no context and be like, what does this even mean? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> so I'm going to put in the confirmed Magical Girl Show stuff, kiss, parentheses, real, asterisk, and then in like a bracket villains <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that ending yes that's such a good ending i loved this it's very good yeah it's i want to say it's earnest or I, the fact that it's just it knows it's ridiculous and it's having fun with it yeah like i honestly i haven't watched like a lot of I'm not super deep into Kiss as, like, a whole band. Like, some of their songs are pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I enjoyed every song that's in this film and is a, a few outside of it. Yeah, I definitely... Um, but I, I feel like they're an earnest group. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of Kiss songs, but, like, all the songs that played in this movie were really good. Like, I think only one of them is a song I've heard before. I I gotta admit... There was, like, maybe one and a half songs in this whole movie that I recognized entirely. And that's about the extent of my KISS knowledge. Um, okay, I do need to mention... Uh, oh, let's, let's answer this last question before I get into some of the trivia about this film. <laughs> Trust me, there's some trivia about this film. <laughs> Exciting. Alright, last question here comes from Crest at Fantasy Crest on Twitter. What magical girl... So, I'm gonna say up front. This is a question that I think is missing some words, because I don't fully understand it. What magical girl position for the gang would you give them, parentheses, Sailor Senshi, Precure, Card Captor, Symphogear, the semi-useful assistant, and then give some examples of that? Question mark. Um... I don't fully parse this question. In the past, I have mentioned liking the idea of a Sailor Moon Scooby-Doo crossover. So I'm going to say oh. Sailor Senshi. What was the question? That's the thing. I don't fully understand what the question is. <laughs> here, let me pull it up on here so I can just like copy and paste it. Okay. I was going to ask a question, but I, I wasn't sure if I should because I'm going to be recording with you all. Oh, ask it now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hold on, let's in. answer this question first. Okay. Let me paste it. Okay, there you go. Oh, like we're in, like we're in a group. Of, like, magical girls would they be? Like, if we're going Sailor Senshi, like, would they... Who's the, who's Sailor Moon and who's Sailor Mars and the like? 
Like, where, what kind of magical goal would they be inside the group? Is I'm pretty sure the question. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I feel like it would map best with the Sailor Sailor Moon crew, the Sailor Senshi. Yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo is Usagi. Um, uh, I think um, Velma's very clearly Ami. Yeah. I think Daphne's probably Sailor Mars. Um, Fred's Shag? Venus and Shaggy's Jupiter. Okay. If this is not what you meant, I'm sorry, uh, Crest. That's just how I'm taking the question to be. Fred's Venus because Venus gets a chain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's excellent. <laughs> All right. So, what was your question? Ah, so I was gonna ask uh, if you replace Kiss in this movie with a different rock band, do you think it'd be it? Do you think it would still work? <sighs> Only if you pick another rock band that has like the character bit going on, and the only one of those I can think of is Guar. Which would not really mesh well with Scooby Doo outside of a parody context. Hmm. Yeah, I figured Kiss is pretty like it'd be pretty difficult to do it without Kiss. Yeah, and there's something about the aesthetics of Kiss that I like, think Kiss works. Kiss has its own lore. Yeah, it works in the particular plot that we end up with I don't think any uh, I don't think there is a cookie cutter replacement here if it were a different band I think it would be an entirely different movie like they wouldn't have made it this way they would have had to like pick a a fake band from their Hanna-Barbera archives it has to be (laughs) like the impossibles or something (laughs) just bring back the hex skulls it kind of did. Uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking, oh, wait, there was a band uh, movie, kind of. You know, the Hex Girls, like, I would love to hear a Kiss cover of a Hex Girl song. Yo! Oh. I, I would like that very much. Um, unfortunately, it probably won't happen because KISS is on their final tour. Um, not currently because of COVID-19, but KISS was like, all right, we're done. We're going to do one last worldwide tour and it's going to last three years. Three years? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It started in 2019 and still has dates through 2021. <laughs> uh, how long do you usually tour for? I just asked Google. Around two weeks. <laughs> is the answer that immediately came up. Obviously, it would vary. I feel like that's not. I feel like most tour, like big tours, are a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I. The only. I mean, the answer uh, that generated as the option. 
for with Google's mm-hmm. algorithm was around two weeks. And the reason why that popped up is because this person who did the answer said, I'd say your lo- your average tour length for your average local band, it would be around two weeks. So it's just a oh. Google saw that and pasted it in big, bold letters. But I just found it really funny. <laughs> um, We're going to two locations like and then for nowhere For worldwide else. tours, it's usually about two to three years. Yeah. yeah. Three being like on the long end, but two being like average for like yeah. big names. The Rolling Stones toured for two years. August wow. to, uh, 2005 to August 2007. Um, so I'm going to start. Let's, let's Let me go through this, the KISS trivia hour that I have prepared. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes. Let's start with the whole concept of this film and why KISS might be crossing over with Scooby-Doo. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard of the 1988 film KISS Meets the Phantom of the Park. Sorry, not a 1988. It's a 1978 film. I'm looking at the 1988 VHS cover. Huh. Uh, it is a television... It's a made-for-TV musical fantasy film starring American hard rock band Kiss. Uh, produced by <laughs> animation studio Hanna-Barbera Productions. Oh, wow. Oh. The film's plot of, revolves around Kiss, who uses their superpowers to battle an evil inventor and save a California amusement park from destruction. Is that mentioned in this movie? Well, it's hinted out when they're told, like, they say, um, basically, like, give me the best mystery solving team in the world, and Kiss shows up. Yeah, even though it's their (laughs) amusement park. Gosh, that's hysterical. I had no idea this existed. Um, I'm pretty sure all of the... The, okay, the superpowers aren't quite the same. There's some like overlap, but uh, originally uh, Spaceman had the ability to shoot lasers and to teleport by making a hitchhiking gesture with his thumb. Gene Simmons had immense strength and can breathe fire, which, yeah, okay. Uh, Starchild could shoot a laser from the star on his right eye. And can control uh, minds. A similar beam, yeah, can control minds and allow him to hear distant conversations. And Catman got superhuman agility and leaping powers. Um, yeah. Goodness. I need to watch this movie. I haven't seen it, but I should watch it. I'm just thinking, oh my god, what if it counts as a bonus episode? (laughs) It could count as a bonus episode. One, it's a Hanna-Barbera film. Two, it is directly related to this film. Let me write it down on our schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I hope it's good. Oh, it's it's notoriously bad. Oh no! Or it's critically panned. I don't know if that means it's bad. We know plenty of critically panned things that are good. Right. I just want it to be fun. I don't want it to be good necessarily. I want it to be enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um. So there's that. <sighs> yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No. No. Sorry. Um. The other trivia i have here is like just like members of the band being swapped out um 
there's a lot of like references to that like especially in a scene that comes up with the psychic who's going through the book on one of the pages it's like here's a bunch of references to the other people who've ever been in the band uh whether it's initials or like visual references um for example there were two other members of kiss that had face paint designs that didn't just use one of the pre ones that were you know sort of popular for the band uh and that include the fox and oh god what was the other one why can't where's not why can't i kick on the thing there we go scroll back down what was the other one uh the onk warrior mm. oh. um those two aren't part of the uh aren't trademarked but the other four are trademarked by uh gene simmons and paul stanley um so basically uh character wise the spaceman used to be known as space ace when he was played by ace freely nice but is now played by tommy Thayer or thayer i'm gonna go with thayer uh catman was originally played by peter chris in like three different periods of time and is currently played by eric singer And, like, there was, like, a person who was part of the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Band. Part of the band when they didn't, when they weren't doing the whole face pain thing. So he gets put in there just by his initials and stuff like that. Mm. Nice. Um, I think that's all the KISS trivia I have that's immediately important. Oh, well, I wanted to mention, uh, there is a KISS song. A new KISS song for this movie. Yep, we'll get to oh. that. Yeah, it's very fun. I love it. That, that's, it's part of the reason why I think KISS is, like, really, you know, good-hearted about the bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. Kiss seems fine. Anyways, let's talk about this film. <laughs> yes. This film is Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. It was released digitally on July tenth, twenty fifteen, and was released on DVD and Blu-ray on July twenty first of the same year. It was directed and produced by Spike Brandt and Tony Servone, and written by Kevin Schnick. <laughs> Starring the voice acting talents of Frank Welker as Fred Jones in Scooby-Doo, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy Rogers, Gray Delisle Griffin as Daphne Blake, and Mindy, Go- Mindy Cohn making her final film appearance as Velma Dinkley. Uh, also featuring Paul Stanley as himself slash the Starchild, Gene Simmons as himself slash the Demon, Tommy Thayer as himself slash the Spaceman, Eric Singer as himself slash the Catman, Jennifer Carpenter as Shikara, Gary Marshall as Manny Goldman, Penny Marshall as The Elder, Doc McGee as Chip Magoo, <laughs> uh, who was like, I think their real, like, manager or something. Um, Jason Mewes is worker number one, Kevin Smith is worker number two, Polly Perrette is Delilah Domino and the Crimson Witch, Rachel Ramrus as Shandy Strutter. And Tony Servone as the announcer. So the film begins 
in Kiss World, the amusement park that's themed around the band Kiss. Uh, there are some workers trying to fix a ride camera because it keeps getting a red haze in all of the pictures. And then there's some smelly smoke, and the witch appears. And it's all like, give me rock! <laughs> and then, like, forces them to ride the roller coaster and scares them. Yes. They run to the owner, who just tells them they're overreacting, and the moment they leave, he's like, okay, give me the hottest mystery solvers in the world. <laughs> Cut to the gang. All of them except for Fred are dressed up like Kiss. <laughs> uh, Fred is a jerk and purposely hits a pothole to mess up Daph Daphne's makeup. And he's like, you're all being ridiculous. You don't see me acting funny over my favorite group, the Ascot Five. He says, looking exactly like the lead member of the Ascot Five. Yeah. Huh. I did not catch that. It's like a hard thing to notice. He has to like pause and look at the, uh, the cover of the CD that he's holding up. Yeah. They're all basically uh, identical, basic by by the way. Uh yeah, they like they have like different colored ascots and you know different colored hair and stuff. Yeah. He But like the one in the middle is literally white sweater, blue collar, orange ascot, blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. Uh do you think Fred soured himself after his favorite singer? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh what I love is that he then proceeds to put the CD into uh, the car radio and play it. And it is, it's a barbershop, barbershop quartet, but there are five mm -hmm. uh, singers. Yeah. It was very confusing. Uh, are there, hold on, I'm going to look this up for okay. a Okay. I'm going to like, let's, let's do the research. Let's hash this out right now. Uh, because parting the curtain... Here's the trivia for this bit. Uh, this song is the new Kiss song for the episode, or for the movie. Yep. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is the new Kiss song. They asked that song? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, that's sung Kiss. by Kiss and two other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I was Let not me... expecting that. Yeah. Let me read the art stuff here. Okay, it's performed. Yeah, it's performed by Kiss, Greg Collins, and Jared Farber. So yeah, it, it's saying six people here. Yeah. Wow. In character as the Ascot Five. Well, it says performed. <laughs> One of them could be doing music. That's true. Like playing music. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, but out of all the Kiss songs in the film, this is the only one recorded specifically for the film. Yeah. I, I had no idea Kiss was the one singing yeah. this. I wanted That's to funny. mention it. You, if you listen closely, you can tell. Like, they have, except for whoever puts on their voice for, don't touch my cravat, that part. That's the only <laughs> part that you can't, like, immediately clock. I okay. had no idea until I was watching the credits and I was looking through all the the songs and I saw Don't Touch My Ascot and I'm like performed by Kiss? What? Uh-huh. Yep. It was great. I loved that moment of just the realization. <laughs> it's good. And I don't know if it's te it's it it sounds like a barbershop uh song to me. Yeah. Even though I 
can't find if there are such things as, you know, more than quartets. I think, uh, so when I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, we had two different groups. We had the women's choir, uh, and then we had a barbershop, uh, nice. a group. And I don't remember what they were called, because it, there was more than just four of them who did it. It was, like, six guys. Mm. So, it was, but it was, like, barbershop, because, like, they would sing barbershop type songs. Mm-hmm. So, it's possible, but I, I can't think of what, if it was just, like, the barbershop group. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, the kind of thing where it has to be four people to really be considered genuinely barbershop, but honestly, there's just that vibe to it, you know? I feel like six is a common number for that stuff, from what I know, which is not much. Six seems like a number that would be okay to have. Yeah. Uh, the, the joke here is that Fred says that they ask out five or twice the band kisses. <laughs> uh, so they get to the park it's Halloween night there's a bunch of people running away from the park and they're talking like about a scary witch with red mist and the park is now closed but the gang's like we're here to help solve the mystery yeah. to which the security guard says why would i delilah domino head of security call mystery solvers <laughs> so like okay here's the thing of i have the beef i have with delilah domino as a character is that she feels very expositiony yeah uh <laughs> she's ready to tell you every fun fact about her life <laughs> i want to say we see her maybe four total times yeah it's not a lot it's not a lot we don't get very much about her i hit my mic in the middle of my sentence oops oops uh but it turns out daphne was the one who said that they were called to help solve the mystery and daphne was like no no one actually called me i just wanted to go to the concert and Velma's like, well, we'd all would have come if you just said that. And Fred's like, I wouldn't because I'm a big dumb jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, He's such a jerk. Fred is unfortunately... <sighs> I mentioned this in my notes to uh, Cassidy. Is sometimes Scooby-Doo suffers from too many characters syndrome. Wherein... There are so many characters in a particular narrative that one of them becomes very one note uh, with no characterization at all. And obviously the Scooby gang already has like very few characteristics to really expand on in a given movie. Uh, Jackie and Scooby are scared and eat, etc. Um, so Fred, unfortunately, Ascot 5, he doesn't like Kiss. What else is there those are to the him? Those the two bits. Say what? Those, that's the two bits. Yeah, that's about it. It's, it's those two things, and he's jealous because Daphne likes Starman. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh, sorry, the Star Child. Yeah. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> he kind of has this flirty thing with, uh... 
What was her name? Uh, did we ever get uh, her name? Her name is that? Sh- that's not Shandy. Which one was it? No, oh. yeah, it was Shandy. Was that Shandy? Okay, that was yeah, Shandy. it was Shandy. Uh, yeah. But that really doesn't want to go anywhere. It happened in one scene, didn't it? There was like two scenes, I remember. There was two scenes, and honestly, it feels more like Shandy had a thing for Fred, and Fred was oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> he like yeah. quirks an eyebrow at one point, and Daphne gets a little bit jealous, but like it basically doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Poor Fred in this movie. Sometimes he really shines uh in in general in certain in certain movies this is not one of them lava we really need to watch mystery incorporated it's the best version of fred there ever is yeah i wish i could sit down and watch a tv series of any sort <laughs> we watched did we watch the first episode together we yet? probably did okay because i'm trying to like ima- just like well i'm not doing much after this because it's late yeah, I have no idea. We'll, I'll think about it. Uh, anyways, yeah, Daphne's just like, look, I just figured a mystery would happen when we got here because we're Mystery <laughs> Inc. It's Halloween it's night. Park. It's an amusement yeah. park. It's Kiss. They're not wrong. Yeah, very much so. Um, so they get sent away and they take off their makeup. And then they decide to break in. Yeah. <laughs> there is a mystery to solve. They know that now for that there's a real one. Yeah, they mm-hmm. eavesdrop over the what was he, director of the park or something like that? Oh. I wrote down that he was the owner, but he's technically the park supervisor, he says. Right. But for all intents and purposes, he's the park owner. Yeah. Uh they overhear him telling to Delilah, it's like, no, I did call for backup. You fool. <laughs> uh, so they the gang splits up a little bit, because the gang's gonna go investigate the office, but then Shaggy and Scooby see carnival games. Uh, and as Fred, Vilma, and Daphne get to like the office window, they can hear Chip Magoo complaining to Goldman that every time Kiss comes back to the park, they're not on the road performing, and they're not making me money. Yep. Yeah, this character has... Honestly, I kind of did find them funny. Where he has, like, little title cards where he's advertising KISS products. And it's very... Yeah, it's inf- a, yes. a lot of good infomercial It's stuff. super infomercial, and it was really funny to me. <laughs> yes, I already liked that bit uh, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, 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 oh. One more piece of uh, Kiss trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, I believe Gene Simmons did suggest, like, when they were trying to think of things to just, like, do for, like, merchandising or whatever, uh, Gene Simmons did pitch the idea of, like, a theme park type thing, like one of those, car- like, a, like a county fair type deal, mm-hmm. where it was, like, a pack up and go type of theme park. Uh, the idea lasted for about two weeks of discussion and was shot down because, like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Theme parks have a lot of money put into them. But, like, it would have been, like, a lot of flat rides or whatever. It would just be set up whenever they do a concert or something. It's, like, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's that's a fun fact. Yes. 
Um, so in the middle of Shaggy and Scooby uh, having fun, they run into Kiss. Gene, Snim- Gene Simmons himself sneaks up behind Scooby-Doo Gene and Simmons. gets blasted in the face with a water gun. <laughs> well, you know, they're already shooting water at the uh, heads for the game, so why not? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They get scared and run away uh, and are immediately cut by... Uh, what was her name? I didn't write it down. Delilah Domino. Delilah. Yes. Her name is Delilah because there's a Kiss song. Oh. Oh. Pretty much every, like, all of the... So Delilah's name... I think... I don't know if Shakara's name is a reference, but I know Delilah's name and Shandy's name are both references to Kiss songs. Gotcha. <sighs> but yeah, um, so they run into Delilah, and Delilah's like, "All right, I, yeah, I caught these intruders because I used to work for a government defense company, and I know how to take down intruders." Yeah. Uh, and the guy's like, "Look, we just want to help the crowds come back." And then Kiss shows up, and is like, "That's our job." And then we get yep. an opening sequence. We do, uh-huh. and it's. So cool. Uh, yes, it's a lot of changing of art styles, and it's set to Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. Yes, this is the only Kiss song I already knew. Yeah. This is mm. the one of my one and a half. Y'all didn't even know Detroit Rock City? No. Wow. Which one was I that didn't. set to? It's... I think it's the one they play during the the final battle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. Okay, the I did not recognize that one. <laughs> I think uh, I cause... half recognized the one in the portal scene. Because mm. I think I sent that video to you. Oh, oops. <laughs> when I was like teasing this movie. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, so like that the thing about that uh, Detroit Rock City scene is there is a part during the movie where they're like showing the band playing and like, Gene Simmons just arms fully out straight, does like a clap above his head once <laughs> and then it cuts away. Oh god. And it's very funny to me. Yeah. Every time I see it, I <laughs> laugh. Um but anyway, the this opening sequence is so cool looking. All the different mm-hmm. art styles. There's a little bit of original flavor Scooby-Doo in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst all the other things. And I love it. It's such a good like little music video. Yeah. I definitely, it definitely felt like a music video yeah. type. Uh, yeah. So then it ends and we get to... We cut back and Chip is sweeping up the confetti and it's like, I look, those special effects cost money, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that entire opening sequence, like, was real. I don't think the opening sequence part was, but it's like the uh, the confetti bomb explosion when they showed up. Right. Um, it's, it's basically, yeah. it, it implies that the music was diegetic. Honestly. Hmm. That's what I got. That's the impression I got, anyway. Okay. Um. Uh. 
but so Kiss is like, yeah, we're mystery solvers. Every band's got to have a hobby. Yes. But we solve mysteries on a cosmic level. <laughs> Gene Simmons is like, I just want these kids to go away. Gene Simmons is the only one I consistently call Gene Simmons because I don't think like, the demon is such a weird name compared to Star Child and Spaceman. Right. Yeah. I've never heard him be called the demon before, but I've heard the other names and it's it's strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just wants them to leave. But Star Child's like, no, I got a glimpse of the future with my special, special eye. eye. And I think we're going to need these kids. And, but Spaceman's like, they're just humans. Except for one of them. Who's a dog. Yes. Um, so they watch the footage of, they go inside and they watch the security footage of the witch destroying stuff and talking about how she wants to find the rock. Uh, Velma wants to go investigate some of the places that the witch has been while Gene, Shaggy, and Scooby go get some food. The rest go investigate. Uh, the demon canonically has real life fire breath. (laughs) I don't know if this is like a thing that Gene Simmons has actually done. I don't know if they've done this on stage before or not. <laughs> but it seems like it, doesn't it? It seems like a thing he would do. Well, when I looked up the kiss uh, on Wikipedia, uh, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it mentioned uh, fire breathing. <laughs> One sec. Let me look at this oh, Wikipedia article again and close out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, which featured fire-breathing. Okay. Uh, Blood-spitting, smoking guitars, shooting rockets, levitating jump kits, and fire te- te- technicians. Yeah, they are, they're a big show band, you know? Yeah. So this is definitely probably something that has happened, that this is based off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shaggy and Scooby want to go eat food, but they don't want to bump into him. And so they sneak around below the tables and instead run directly into him and make a mess. Uh, he scares them off, so they decide to ride some rides instead. And we see a clip of a lady watching them from behind yes. a window. Uh, but I guess Jean's with the rest of the gang now as... They show all the kids all the themed rides while Shaggy and Scooby are riding them. And Chip does another infomercial with some kiss binoculars. <laughs> uh, we see the ride from earlier, like the beginning of the movie. It's called it's a roller coaster called The Destroyer, which is the name of one of the bands or not one of the bands, one of the songs. Oh, oh. or maybe it's like a full album. It's one of those things. Huh. Um, and we do get a uh, transformation sequence of them changing. Yes. Uh, also, Star Child openly flirts with Daphne. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we get them trans. Right before they transform, uh, Fred makes a comment. Well, was it Fred? Or- no, I think it was Daphne. So, so Fred is jealous, and Velma's like, "Don't be jealous, Fred. They're regular people who put on pants just like everyone else." And then they have, and then yes. they do a magical girl transformation sequence to change into <laughs> slightly different clothes. Yeah, I yes. didn't even notice what was like majorly different between them. They, it was more that they just did poses to me. Honestly, I had to watch it twice 
to understand that they were actively changing clothes. Like, to see the differences. Because I could not. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, like, very obvious references to, like, Sailor Moon transformation sequences throughout this. Uh, and after each time they transform, they do, like, you hear, like, a Jap Japanese announcement of, like, their name. They call uh, the demon Akuma, for example. Mm. Um, but don't worry, it was just a, quote, pre-planned dress rehearsal for tonight's show. Yeah. I'm putting air quotes <clears throat> over all of that. Um, a lady shows up, gives them a thumbs up as Kiss heads off on their own. And she's like, I'm Shandy Strutter. I'm Kiss's head techie. And Shandy is at the very least maybe interested in the Ascot Five? Or yeah. Some, or maybe just interested in Fred. Who could say? Yeah. I feel like it's more she's interested in Fred and is like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. The Ascot Tell me Five. more about this dumb band you like. Do they have an army? <laughs> No. <laughs> they have not. a worldwide league of volunteers. <laughs> or something, <laughs> so, like that. something like that. Uh, so Shaggy and Scooby have some ice cream. They get on a, a log flume. It's not like a log flume, log flume, but it's like that kind of ride. They're in mm -hmm. boats, but it's a log flume ride. Yeah. Um, well, they're about to get on it, but then they see smelly red mist coming from a side room. And then the witch comes out and chases them down the ride while the song Shouted Out Loud plays. Yeah. So we get a chase sequence, but the chase sequence is like on a slow moving ride. Yeah. Which is really yeah. funny. With lots of like a big set pieces. It's a very expensive ride. Yeah. Um, so like she's making mist bats that Shaggy and Scooby are beating up and stuff like that. Uh, they get eventually they get off the ride, and the witch summons a scythe, possesses yes. some evil kiss themed stuffed bunnies. I love these uh, kiss themed bunnies. They were very cute. They were very. Cute. They are very cute. I wonder if that's real merch. I'll have to look it up later. Uh, and then they end up in a spinny drum ride, and then Kiss shows up with superpowers, and they fight the witch. Starchild has eye beams. Spaceman can shoot lightning. Demon has super strength and even more fire. And the Catman grows claws. Yeah. Um, and is like super agile. I mean, they're all pretty like agile, but like Catman does a lot more flips. He's a Catman. Mm -hmm. Cats known for doing flips. <laughs> yes, my cat's doing a flip right now. <laughs> Uh, so the witch and Kiss both take off before the rest of the gang shows up, and then Shaggy and Scooby faint. Yep. Cut to them in the first aid stand, and Chip is selling them Kiss brand smelling salts that work twice as fast. Uh, and then they don't work at all. So instead, <laughs> Fred uses a churro. Mm-hmm. I could, I could go for a churro. God. Hers are good. Um, Shaggy and Scooby then give them a recap of what happened. I'm not going to recap it again because I literally just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one believes them about the powers. 
And the lady who was watching them from a window earlier shows up and is like, the gang has to leave or else they'll help the Crimson Witch. And she is introduced as Chikara, the park's fortune-telling psychic. She uh, and then she leaves. Is so dramatic, it's delightful. Yeah, she definitely sells it. It's like, oh my gosh, could you be uh, any more? Doom, doom is upon us. Could you be any more than that? <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so Spaceman and Velma go leave to go talk to her. Um, Daphne, Fred, and Starchild go to investigate the dump, the drum ride. Yeah. Uh, Gene Simmons just leaves in a puff of smoke. <laughs> and the Catman is left to watch over Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, Fred, at the ride, scrapes up some of the mist residue. Daphne has him take a picture of her with Starchild, but Fred purposely puts his thumb over the lens to cover Starchild's face. And then Starchild paints some portraits of them and just sort of dunks on Fred. Yeah, it's everybody. Um, another piece of kiss trivia. I do believe that's like an actual hobby. Nice. Of Starchild. I I think. I think I read that. I may be wrong. Yeah, because when he draws the uh, portrait, he has his thumb over uh Fred saying, like, oh, my thumb's in the way. He's like, you painted that yourself. <laughs> and, like, Fred's, like, legitimately hurt when he says it, too, which is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daphne finds a hollow spot in this amusement park ride. And they discover, mm-hmm. oh, it's a trap door. Apparently it leads to the catacombs. Yeah, it's yeah. the staff tunnels. Yeah. The secret staff tunnels in Disney World. Yeah. I just love that they call them the catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, over in the witch's place, not the witch, the psychic's place, Chikara's like, ah, Starchild can't sense as well as I can because I have two special eyes. To which Velma says, some people say, I have four. <laughs> and she, like, lowers her glasses and looks over it. Uh, Velma is so good in this movie, honestly. She has a couple yeah. moments which uh, didn't work, but most of the time, she is really good. Uh, so the psychic ex- Shikara explains, like, ah, oh, the Crimson Witch wants the Rock of Kisteria, which is keeping the world safe currently. Yes. It all began on another world in a cosmic realm known as Kisteria. She, this being the the Crimson Witch, used the Destroyer and wanted to infect the realm with evil. But warriors used the music of the Kisteria crystals to seal it, and they channeled all of the energy into of the crystals into a single rock and then took it away to seal fully. Uh, Kiss is currently protecting the rock. The rock that is currently known as the Detroit Rock, which they received from the city of Detroit. Which is just a um, cover story. This is a cover-up, yes. Um, Vilma's trying to poke holes in all of this, and Shikara's just like, get her out of here. Leave. Go away. Uh, meanwhile, back in the underground tunnels, 
Chip runs into Daphne and Fred, who are looking for Star Child, who sort of ran off ahead. They're in the dark. They hear a spooky laugh, but then yes. Chip finds what he was looking for, which were the Kiss monster props, and then gets left behind. In the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they find where the laugh was coming from in the special effects lab, where Shandy is sort of testing out a cool ghost thing. It's more like a scream than a laugh. It's very weird. Mm. Mm. Uh, Star Child's in here, too, because he needed the key to the chem lab, which only Shandy has. Because apparently there have been uh, thefts of chemicals lately. Mm -hmm. So nobody gets in without her knowing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shandy is like, oh, I'm going to help Fred with analyzing this residue. Yeah. Um, so Shaggy and Scooby elsewhere are helping set up the stage while Catman just sort of like watches. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they get sent below ground to get the Kiss monster props that Chip was getting. Um, and then, but instead they see the green room and go eat food. Or go to eat food, but the witch is there. And she turns the fake Kiss monster props into real Kiss monsters. <laughs> um, and they hide behind a door and the monsters eventually leave as Velma and Daphne show up to find Shaggy and Scooby um, so the gang gets together and they're like alright let's narrow down our suspects the only person here really with any motive is Chip but he's not smart enough yeah Shandy's smart enough but doesn't really have motive and Shakara is way too into the witch. <laughs> um, Daphne says, Alright, well let's let's get the let's get the rock and set a trap. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it, right? And so Kiss gets this large box. Yes. And like does a whole ritual to open it and un unvaults the largest black diamond in the world. Yes. Um, Shaggy and Scooby are used as bait, like usual, but they decide to wear kiss boots to help them run, I guess. I I guess. Maybe they thought they it would make them braver. I don't know. No, they, uh, I'm pretty sure Shaggy says the bigger the shoes, the faster they'll go. Oh. <laughs> Which is not <laughs> the case. It's it immediately proven wrong because they are unable to balance in these shoes at all. They can barely walk. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. So they can't handle the lift of these shoes, and Kiss decided to give the green light green light to the concert, and like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the concert and do it for free. Hell yeah! Don't worry about it. Uh. Then the red mist comes in around Shaggy and Scooby, and the witch shows up. She grabs the rock, but then she gets put in a net. Uh, so they go to unmask her, and then... Ah! It's a spooky monster face. Very... And then she... Witch's ghost. Oh, God. Yeah! Yeah. Very much like a desiccated corpse face. Yeah. Um, but she breaks free from the chain, or from the net, and then Kiss comes in with her superpowers to fight her. Um... And they get the rock away from her and toss it over to Shaggy and Scooby. But then 
the witch uses a scythe like the one she summoned earlier to cut a rift in space and time and dimension <laughs> yeah she just she just makes a big scythe and is like time for a whole other dimension it mm-hmm. uh sucks everyone in or it, it sucks everyone towards it uh and they start to form a human chain with Gene Simmons as like the the rock holding them there. Yeah. Except Shaggy and Scooby aren't able to grab on and they go flying into the portal with the witch. And the diamond. And the rift closes. And the diamond, yep. yes. So yeah. Uh, but but they need to get after them. So they decide to open up the cosmic portal that's in the Ferris wheel. <laughs> you know. You know. Uh so Kiss does some magic to summon their instruments, and they play the song I Was Made For Loving You. <laughs> which is a pretty- it's probably my favorite one in the movie. I mean, it's my favorite if only because of the dang sequence. It's also just, like, kind of a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I did add it to my Spotify after I watched this movie the first time, because I got it stuck in my head. Nice. Um, but yeah, so as they're playing the song- it opens up the portal There's a chase and sequence. summons a giant guitar spaceship from the ground. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, like it's it comes up in pieces and slowly like comes together underneath them. And then it launches them through space. Yeah. Through the space portal. It's um, very good. They chase the witch, Shaggy and Scooby through there. And there's like monsters and asteroids and stuff. Shaggy and Scooby find like a space motorcycle. And Yay. Kiss fights the witch, and then eventually the witch grabs the rock and leaves through another portal as the song ends. And Kiss is like, alright, I guess we're just gonna go land on Kisteria then. Uh, Velma, as they land, is just like, man, this is one crazy theme park, huh? Yeah. It's all special effects. Mm-hmm. But Kiss takes them to go talk to the Elder. And the elder's like, yeah, I know the witch has the rock. I can sense it. Who are these kids? Oh, they're Earth kids. Are they worthy? Meh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. That's a a very good response on behalf of Gene Simmons there. Um, So the elder's like, alright, so the destroyer will attempt to send the Earth into darkness. So you kids need to be ready. And Fred reveals his kiss makeup that he has put on. And he's given himself a little moon under one eye. And everyone makes fun of him for having a black eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he's so. been kind of mean, so he deserves it. It's very funny because he explains what it is and then everybody's immediately like, oh, hey, nice black eye. Yeah. Tom <laughs> uh, um, was like, oh, look, we all need to work together, Kiss included. So Kiss and the gang go take off and Starchild's like, yeah, our, our powers come from rock and roll. They're Just bards. like everything on Kisteria. Yeah. They're, it's a planet oh, yeah. of bards. It is a bards. bards. Like a bard zergers. Yeah. <laughs> um Velma can play the bass pretty well. Yeah. She's just noodling around on the bass for no reason. Yeah. 
She has a moment of trying to poke fun at the whole, oh, why is why should I be careful with it? Is it magic? And he's like, no, it costs more than your house. <laughs> it's very good. Um, and they, Shaggy and Steve are like, hey, Mr. Demon, sir, what about your fire? Is that rock and roll too? And he's like, no, it's from swallowing my fear. So... We get to where the witch is trying to break into the tomb, which is like a big volcano with a cool orb around it. Yeah. As Kiss shows up and she breaks the orb. Um, Alright, I want to say one thing. Okay. So I know we said this isn't a magical show, but when we got to the, uh, that the destroyer is in a volcano, my thought was, oh, it's just like the Jakku King. It is very much like the Jakku King. He's here to- and they need to get the one prism stone to unlock the Jakku King. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a magical show after all. Um, or was for I? the record? Okay, yeah. Uh, I googled most expensive gu- guitar. Uh, two point seven million. Oh wow! That is more than a house. Yeah. The, there's a top 10 list that I'm looking at right now, and the number 10 is just short of a million. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, dang. Uh, so, Starchild's like, alright, I'm gonna go attack the witch, everybody else protect the kids, and then the witch animates a bunch of harpy statues to attack them. Um, and most of the statues end up being destroyed, except for one that corners Shaggy and Scooby, who just turn around, face the harpy, and start breathing fire. Yeah! Yes. Check- They swallow their fear. Check Mark in Shaggy and Scooby are magic! Mm-hmm. Uh, so Starchild and the witch are just fighting across the whole landscape until eventually the witch breaks away long enough to put the rock in place. Or, try to. And Starchild puts up, like, one last- blast but it's not enough to stop her alone and the destroyer is set free and so the witch leaves to go watch the earth get destroyed and everybody's like hey star child way to way to go handle it huh and he's like well i was all by myself it's like and the game was like yeah we need to work together since And since the Destroyer was defeated by music which made the rock, then Kiss should be able to do it with the music themselves and overload the Destroyer. Yeah. Defeat the bad guys with the power of rock and roll. Rock and roll! And they're like, okay, we, Kiss the band, are going to go back to Earth and start the concert. You keep the Destroyer busy with this, and like another ship comes out from underneath the big guitar ship. And it's like a boat with a jet engine on the bottom. It's very bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's called the Kiss Craft. I don't know if that's a reference to anything. I don't know. I feel know. like giving it a name feels like there should be a reference to something. I think they gave it a name like that so Fred could then misname it. Similar mm. to how he's been called Frank several times by Starchild. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they try to escape only uh, for Fred to drop the keys on the floor and they almost fall yeah, into the as, lava. as like the planet is just like falling apart. Yeah. 
as the destroyer comes up out of the volcano and by the way the destroyer is basically like marvel's modok but with horns i first saw it and thought oh it's galactus only to realize <laughs> two minutes later of oh he's just a head yeah, yeah nobody all nobody head. all head and i'm like that's kind of disappointing i just wanted it to be there a is- very large man <laughs> it's just a weird design. Like, I feel like they should have just gone full demon with it, you know? Yeah. Like, like yeah. A, an enemy from Doom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't have made any less sense. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the scene where uh, Scooby's about to fall out of the ship, and then uh, when we cut back, there's like... It's Shaggy that's now falling out of the ship. He's like, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kiss starts playing the song Detroit Rock City. Yes. Uh, and the movie is cutting back and forth between Kiss performing and the gang being chased through space. And eventually they get to like a solo part in the song. And magic starts coming off of the instruments and energy projections of Kiss attack the destroyer and defeat it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and as curse it explodes, you kiss. Yes, it says curse you kiss as it explodes. <laughs> uh, and as it explodes, it sends the gang flying and the craft explodes and they just sort of float out of the portal unconscious and are crowd surfed to safety because they just like drop yes. 20 stories onto a bunch of people. <laughs> they do just drop onto this crowd of people. Yeah. It's a cool scene, though. Yes. I can't imagine being one of the people at this concert and these people just fall from the sky. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really mad because on my old computer, or at least it used to be on my old computer. I, I guess it's not on there anymore if it didn't get transferred over uh, to this one. Um, I had a GIF from this scene that I had like from back when I first watched it because there is a part during the music where it just shows Gene Simmons like holding his bass up to the side and doing a tongue tongue wiggle. But it's for like a really long period of time <laughs> and the gift that I made was almost a perfect loop. Nice. And I was gonna post it on Twitter, but I uh, I don't have it anymore. Oh. Um but yeah. So Chag and Scooby come to in the first aid tent again. And Fred's like, alright, hey, we must have all passed out at some point. But we got a report on the residue. This mist causes hallucinations and sheer delusions. Yeah. Yeah. It was all a figment of their imagination. Yeah. Wink. Just the mass hallucination. Um, but yeah, so the Crimson Witch does still have the Rock of Kisteria. But they found it in a locker. Um... And as they go to retrieve it from the locker, the witch returns. And then Kiss shows up and just disassemble the witch as she chases them around the room. And it's like, oh, yes, yeah, look, like a gas dispenser hidden in the cape. Oh, a magnetic repulsor belt from Quest Labs, which is a good fun reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then all of that was stolen from her previous employer because she ends up tangled in wi- wires and gets then masked to reveal... Delilah Domino. Head of security. Yep. 
she wanted to steal the diamond and sell it to a competitor to her last job. And something about lasers? That's not important. Um, but she also had the other key to the Ken Lab because she was the head of security. And she's like, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kiss. I mean kids. <laughs> uh, kiss and the gang say their thanks and goodbyes. Starchild literally makes out with Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> A kiss goodbye. Okay. So, on one hand, this is a little bit weird because this is like a 70-year-old man in real life. Okay. But the the character in the show is like definitely a different persona. Okay, here's here's my thoughts. Now that we Mm -hmm. know that they're aliens, we can't prescribe the realities of our world onto these particular characters (laughs) this is not a 70 year old man and at the very least he's less gross about it than uh dean winchester in the scooby-doo supernatural crossover god in which like hmm, so (laughs) so in this one they could like the gang is probably adults in this one honestly yeah there's nothing very young adults because they keep being called kids or at least it's just a reference to their usual being called kids yeah but like there's no like references to school or anything so i would definitely put them in like the they're probably in their 20s mm-hmm. type thing um but like the thing about the supernatural crossover that makes it even worse is that they are definitely like high school kids in that uh. one oh Ugh. but yeah Anyways. i spent like half this movie being really frustrated with the whole Daphne and Starchild flirting. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, why? What are the connotations here? But I'm like, okay, not 70 years old, 70 years old, or at least 70 years old, but an alien, and therefore it's fine. And like, okay, here's the thing. Even if they weren't aliens, like the characters of Kiss, like right. in this film, seem like they're just like maybe in their thirties. Hey, you know? maybe we're yeah. still in the sixties. We don't know. That's true. We don't know. It could still. It'd probably be in the seventies. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. This maybe this takes place in 1978 during the time of Kiss and the Phantom of the Park. Oh, there we go. <laughs> He doesn't because of the technology. Yeah, but it's fine. You know, jokes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, she's kind of like, we don't even really know the history of Kiss in this context. Because they're aliens, for one thing. How long have they been a band? Yeah, they're famous, but maybe they're just newly famous. Who knows? I I kind of, okay, so here's the thing. We talked about how Kiss is on their final tour um, but yeah. and then while Charlie was gone, I read a quote that um, Spaceman said, but like, you know, the, yeah, we're going to be done touring and all of that. But like Kiss as a concept is still going to continue to exist between like the merchandise and the ideas and the music. And I don't ever see that going away. I kind of want it to go like in a lucha way almost <laughs> where like. Uh, like fresh hot musicians just take up the mantle and put on the face paint. Yeah. Oh. It, it just continues. I actually kind of think... thought that was the case for a little while. Well, it is for like 
you know, stuff like the Catman and Spaceman were those members to have gotten swapped out. Right. Um, but like Gene Simmons and um, Starchild, whose real name I've just completely Something forgotten Chris. at this point. Nope, that was the original Catman. Oh, okay. Um, then I don't know. It's like something Stanley. Paul Stanley. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, Like, those are the only car- uh, members that, like, were there the whole time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I guess, like, if you're just going to say, like, oh, well, because they're the, the trademark owners or whatever. Like, I do like the idea of what if just Kiss is, like, a constant thing. Yeah. It'd be very funny to me. Like, funny in a good way, you know? I don't mean yeah. funny, ha ha. I don't mean funny like a clown. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, okay. But yeah, so Fred's upset, and Daphne's like, "What? <laughs> what are you? What are you worried about, Frank?" And then gives him a quick smooch as they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um Velma, as they're walking away, is just like, "Well, I'm glad to know that my perceptions of reality are stayed the same. The same, boring, same." Um, yeah, and then immediately afterwards, Shaggy and Scooby. Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, they watch Kiss use the rock of Kisteria and just take off into space. Yeah, yes, and they they go run to see, tell the gang, and they're like, "Should we tell her?" And and Scooby's like, no. "Better not." And we yeah. have another situation wherein Shaggy and Scooby know magic is real and mm-hmm. the ga- the rest of the gang does not it's fine <laughs> uh and yeah so they play another kiss song it's modern day Delilah the one for which the character that did the whole thing was named and we head into the credits and then it's followed up by a full version of don't touch my ass yeah now. <laughs> it's not a scarf. It isn't. It's an ass scarf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't touch my cravat. No, I don't like that. <sighs> um. So, jeez, what do you think of the film? What a wild film! It was. Yeah, it's such a strange movie. It was very strange. I do like. Uh, that magic is real and that kiss are aliens instead of being like, oh, it was just a mass hallucination and nothing that happened was actually Yeah, I'm so glad that didn't happen that way. I was so worried when when it started to Mm -hmm. do the fake out where I was like, oh, please, no, don't tell me. Yeah, they put way too much in. And like, you also gotta like think about how at the, like, straight up at the beginning, kiss is like, but they're humans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that uh that gives me opportunity to be like I forgot everything that happened since the beginning, so Yeah, like it's it's very good like where it can like it can convince you for a moment, but also like it is clear from like cuz I had watched this movie before. I knew from the get-go what was happening. Um and like you can I was like was this like a thing that maybe they came up with like about halfway through like no, they were planning on this yeah. like, throughout the film. You know, and it's so funny because yeah. it's like watching that scene of, oh, they're just humans. It's like, man, Kiss has been really weird. That's that's all. Yeah. You just read it as them being weird. 
instead of them being mm-hmm. aliens. So if magic is real, do they set up having uh, Delilah as the cousin witch, or? Yeah, I think they probably. Oh did. no! Oh no! She's not actually. <laughs> It, all of that was just for the Scooby gang. And then they immediately revealed themselves to Scooby and Shaggy. By That's accident, fine. partially. Oh, no, no they, they did say, like, oh, see you later. No, uh, the demon, uh, he, he charboils the churro that they have left over. And then they wave. Yeah, but he can just do that normally. That's that's a normal. But thing then for they him. wave, and he <laughs> disappears with the rest of them through a portal. Like they knew that they were yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. Man, it did not yeah. occur to me. Well, okay, I I think maybe they know that Shaggy and Scooby are magic. Maybe they do. Yeah. Oh, maybe they do. I did think when they said, "Well, not all of them," and they looked at Scooby, it was a reference to Scooby being what in. Alien? Well, um, what's Scooby's not an alien? He's like he's just part of a line of animals that have alien in them. All right. Oh, you know what? Gene Simmons did see Su- Scooby and Shaggy, uh, breathe fire. So it's mm-hmm. true. I I really like how weird this movie. It's is. so weird. Yeah. It's just like it's one of those things where like people are like, "Oh man, I can't believe Scooby Doo did a John Cena movie or whatever," uh, and I'm just, just like, fine. "Man, you don't know the half of it." Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just a Scooby Doo mystery set in WWE, but this this isn't a Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> This is, like, up there with Moon Monster Madness, where, like, if you want to show someone a Scooby-Doo movie, that'll just, like, make them feel like they're going crazy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. Oh, my God. Uh, you're like, and this is a Scooby-Doo movie, you're saying. You're telling me that this is what that is? Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. I believe you. Uh, so, how do we feel it compares to the movie Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy? God... So I'm very conflicted about whatever we end up doing for this ranking, because this is not a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, but is it good? It's amazing. I did enjoy it. I save the, is it a, is it a better mystery or Scooby-Doo movie or whatever for if it's like a time okay. or something. Gotcha. You know? Okay. It is, I'm going to say, better than Pirates Ahoy. Okay. Um, let me do the math. Okay, how does it compare to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Phantosaur? The one in which Shaggy beats up an entire bar of bikers. God, we just watched that and I don't remember anything. Um, well, Windsor's in it and there's the lady who's, like, got corrupted by science. Or by greed and started, like, almost destroyed an entire city. Oh, right. Better. Okay. Um, in that case, how does the movie compare to Scoob? Um, not as good. Not as good as Scoob. You're drawing the I, line. You're I gotta draw the line, close. if only because 
of the two scenes uh, in which Scoob, uh, Shaggy goes through a portal to another dimension, I think... So- oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I think Scoob did it Shaggy better. Rogers does go to hell. Yeah, he does. I saw that scene where Shaggy and Scooby get sucked into another dimension, and I thought, oh my god, this is Scoob again. <laughs> Man, I, I, I want a Scoob, too. Yeah. Alright, um, so how does this compare to Scooby-Doo, Where's My Mommy? Where's My Mommy was the one where Velma was unmasked, right? Yeah, it, it was sort of like a, a like a, similar to the Mummy Brendan Fraser movies in tone. Right. Vill- the villain was Velma the whole time. There was like a whole side plot where Scooby and Shaggy end up in like a small civilization of people who wanted to get away from technology. Mm-hmm. I want to say Where's My Mummy is better. What do you think? Um... I, this is the one where I'm torn. Right. I could go either way. I think this is the point where I'm like, okay, now I have to consider more Scooby-Doo characteristics of a movie. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about the difference between Where's My Mummy is it flip it, it twisted the formula of mm-hmm. a Scooby-Doo movie. And that was really interesting. This movie is just buck wild. Yeah. So it's definitely up here, like in this in this area of ranking. Mm-hmm. And I like that we're in this area of ranking for it. But mm-hmm. I wanna argue whereas my mummy is better in the context of ranking Scooby Doo movies. Yeah. Um, how about compared to Daphne and Velma? I'm gonna say I think it's better than Daphne yeah. and Velma. They're both weird movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. But this one had an unmasked. Yes, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is a good place for it on this list. It's, it's just wild. Yeah. It's... I like it a lot. (laughs) Okay, so it's on the list. Let me go through the list from the bottom to the top, like always. Let me get a good breath. I want to see if I can do it all in one. Monster of Mexico, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, Scooby-Goes Hollywood, Scooby-Doo and Arabian Night, Samurai Sword, Alien Invaders, Loch Ness Monster, Legend of the Vampire, Aloha, Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania, Mystery, Zombie Island, Music of the Vampire, Scooby-Doo 2002, Mask of the Blue Falcon, Pirates of Hawaii, Monster Madness, School School, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, Scooby-Doo the Mystery Begins, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> no, I got, I got exactly there and I had to take a breath. Okay. Cyber chess, cyber cyber chase, not cyber chess. Uh, I've played those games before; they're fun. Cyber chase, Scooby Doo, to the Monsters Unleashed, Legend of the Phantasaur, Daphne and Velma, Rock and Roll Mystery. Where's my mummies? Chill out, Scooby Doo, Scoob, Goblin King, Witch's Ghost, and Camp Scare. Yeah. I feel pretty proud that the first uh, movie I watched with you all. As your first guest is number two. And it was number one for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It makes me feel happy. I don't know why. <laughs> it's funny how after we decided to put Cyber Chase in number two, it suddenly dropped a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think the uh, Cyber Chase being number one really was a matter of it was the second movie we watched. Um, and then the way that we do the ranking where we go halfway, it never, we never had any movies to compare it to because it never reached that point. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think based off of the fact that it's what, what is the number? Number 11. Uh, it's number 11. Now, yeah. um, I feel like it, it, the decision to make Witch's Ghost number one for that period of time was correct. Yeah. Uh, so that was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do a quick check in. I'm gonna hit the button, check the math, see where we are percentage wise. Hold on. Should we stop recording? Uh no, the show's not no, over yet. Not. Yeah, we haven't done plugs yeah. yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> My brain is like That's all right. Alright, so with that, we are now at 66% complete. Oh. Thank you for having me on for my third and final time, probably. probably. I don't know. We got movies yeah. left. We'll see how people... I know for a fact it's not the last time we'll hear you, your voice on here. It no. may be the last movie. Yeah. Even so, I'm two out of three good yeah. movies. I mean, I Aliens Raiders was fine. Yeah, it was entirely fine. It did have the best cat deep it, according to people, which is us trying to buy a <laughs> helicopter. That was so good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's let's do some plugs. Let's start with our wonderful guest, Charlie. Plug your stuff. Yes, if you want to find me online, you can find me over at Magical Underscore Pride, where I just tweet about stuff. And if you want to hear stuff I do, you can go listen to Precure Podcast Engage, a podcast where me and one of the hosts of this podcast, Cassidy, talk about Pretty oh, Cure. I thought it was going to be a surprise. <laughs> I just cut out the part where I say your name. Uh, you can also go listen to Otherware at Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. It's a mass astral play podcast, and you can go listen eventually one day in the future to Lovecore Gaming over at Lovecore Gaming on Twitter. It'll happen, I promise. Before the end of this year, and eventually next month, if you you can hear my voice on two different things, both on Halloween. You can hear me do a Halloween one-shot over at Tabletop Roulette, and you can hear me on the very first episode of the Bronze Age for Apex City at Apex City Cast. Charlie happens. Charlie has now plugged half the stuff I normally plug. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
Mm -hmm. Charlie, do you want to plug something that you're not involved with? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think you should all go listen to Green Mountain Mysteries, which is another actual play podcast where a bunch of people play a game set in the Dresden Files universe. Uh, it's been a, it's a lot of fun, and if you like like supernatural mysteries, I think you really enjoy it. And you can find that at Green Mountain Mystery. Oh no, is it Green Mountain? I think or is it GMM? I think on their Twitter is GMM Cast. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. What if someone hates mysteries but really likes the television show Supernatural? Would you recommend it to them? Yes. Okay. I know I think it's better than Supernatural, but... I mean, it probably is. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Let me plug the show, then. You can find the show on Twitter at KidsAndTheirDog. Or... You can actually no, that's it. You can no, we don't plug an email address here. <laughs> um, but you can, if for some reason you're not sending your money to better stuff than like things that actually need it, go do that instead. But if you do want to send us money for some reason, you can do that at patreon.com slash kids and their dog. I'm not going to cover the stuff we'll give you because look, don't. Not right now. We're good. It's 2020. Um, but f- there are people who have, and let's give them a quick thanks. Shout outs to Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Shout outs to Tess. Thank thanks, you, Tess. Tess. Shout out to James. Thank you, Thank James. Thank you, James. And shout outs to Charlie. Thank you, thanks, Charlie. Charlie. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie, um, yeah, for so. joining us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be on this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lava, where can people find you online you, if you wish to be found? You can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. And that's mm-hmm. about it. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Uh, where I also tweet, and sometimes I stream. Um, I'll probably be streaming tomorrow morning at the time of this recording. I've been streaming semi-regularly on the weekends in the morning. I've been playing Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Um, because it's just like a good morning game. After you time you beat a level, Billy Hatcher goes, good morning. And that's cute. Um... I also do another podcast that hasn't been plugged yet, which is RNGG, which is a randomly generated game design podcast, which I do, which is over at RNGGcast at Twitter, on Twitter, at RNGGcast, or other stuff. Look, it's fine. Words exist. (laughs) Um, I'm also going to plug one more thing. I am a guest on a future episode of the podcast, Loser Like Me which is a Glee recap podcast. I have never watched Glee before, but I did watch an episode just for that <laughs> podcast. Um, and y'all, I don't think I can handle the show Glee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when Glee was a thing, like a current thing 
and I just steered clear. I was mostly, I most of the information I got about Glee was secondhand because I knew people who was really into it, but I wasn't. Which is uh, why I called one of the characters Kurt <laughs> Blaine. Yeah, you got him. You got it like half right. That's true. Uh, but yeah, you can find that at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter. Um, it's hosted by Tanner, who we talk about on this show quite often because they keep sending us questions. Um, also, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and plug another thing of Tanner's. I've plugged this on multiple things now. Um, but shout out to Tanner for doing Not If I Reboot You First, which has done crossovers with this very program. Um, they, they are They are doing, by the time this comes out, I think their second anniversary episode will have been out. Their 100 episode episode has already gone out but you can hear both my all three of the voices that you're hearing yeah. right now on that episode Heck yeah as like a fun cameo yeah um but yeah so that's all the plugs that i have in me yeah um so we'll see you next month with a halloween special Ooh. um and a special guest to go with it Ooh. um but until then they would have gotten away with it too. Or for us meddling kids. Oh God, what is the line? And their dumb dog. I don't know. And our no, dog. They, they, we've we've sort of stopped doing that. And they're oh fine. Uh. You can say whatever you want, really. And their cool dog. Yeah. Hmm. We we stopped doing it because like I realized one person did like once once one person said I don't want to say that I was like. You know what? That's fair. It's kind of a weird thing to say. Um, so I've just been like, all right, let the guests do whatever they want. Don't pull my ass out. Baby, you can't have my ass because girl is mine. Hands off my cravat. No, I don't like that. Cravats are for hellcats and this kind of feeling fine. We'll go out to a bistro and chat over cram Don't tug my ass, God.